Welcome to Dating for Marriage. My name is Lori Cause, And I'm Hannah Green. And together we're going to share our perspectives on dating. So you can have quick wins, date ideas, and some fun. All while looking for your happily ever after. All right. Welcome to Dating for Marriage. Just last episode, we talked about the dating apps that are available to us and which ones are better or worse. Yeah. And (laughs) you helped me come up with my own dating profile. Not going. Not going? (laughs) Okay. There's been, yeah, I mean, I don't have any updates. It's like, I mean, we're in the time of COVID dating. So I think that with that being the topic of our episode today, I think that's contributing a lot to why there isn't any updates for me because it is COVID times and people, people are not as aggressive, I guess. I don't know whether aggressive is the right term, but it just does not seem like they're reaching out as much. Hmm. So I just want to back it up a little bit, just to send a little note of encouragement to everyone who has not been dating online since our last episode was dating apps, or maybe you just haven't updated your dating profile, but there were new studies that came out two weeks ago, and they're really showing that people who meet on dating apps are more likely to want to get married and have children versus people who just meet in day-to-day life. Wow. Just... A huge shout of encouragement out to those who are Where did like these procrastinating. Come from? So they initially came from Europe, but now they're starting to see more of them come through in the United States, which I thought was interesting. So I mean, I don't know. You know, everybody knows I met my husband. I think at this point online, and I mean, I have a ton of other friends who have as well, and I could definitely see a little bit of a difference compared to maybe some of those who just met, you know, met out at a party or met through um, someone at work, et cetera. So just to encourage everyone, because I know dating online can be so frustrating. And I was just really excited to see that those studies had been published. That is very encouraging and exciting because I, I mean, I think it's definitely come a long way dating on the internet versus now. And it's probably the the easier way to meet somebody than because sometimes you're limited at work. I know I'm very limited at work. I work with a lot of women or people Mm -hmm. that are already married. So it's not really as easy for me to meet somebody at work, but I mean, through people, but yes, that, that kind of makes sense. And 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 I guess, Oh, sorry. Keep going. No. So we're, no. Yeah. So we're in COVID dating and I just feel like, Hey, what are the options, but the dating apps? So Right, exactly. Well, I guess I should, I mean, okay, I've been on the dating apps, like, basically, every day, I have built it into my schedule or my routine, which I think you should be very proud of me for. Because it's definitely made my life a little bit easier. I don't feel like I'm endlessly scrolling or swiping. I don't feel like I am, like, always trying to communicate with somebody and everything but all right so I chose to be on Bumble and Hinge and the I feel like Hinge is the new fun one that everybody really enjoys um, Bumble I like it because I get to have the first say and 
So there are certain things that I like on Bumble and certain things that I like on Hinge and neither one of them are perfect. Yeah. So the Hinge part that I really like is that it does limit your likes every day. So you can send likes to people and it will, I, I don't even know. I, I don't count how many likes I get, but it does pop up and say, you've used all your likes for today. So I think that's very good at like limiting you from just liking, 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 liking all day. But with that comes a negative yeah. of Hinge that a lot of people just like. They don't connect other mm. than a like. And so mm-hmm. it's harder to start a conversation with people because it's just a like on a picture or on something that they say you can add a little um like blurb in response in addition to the like but a lot of people don't do that and that's kind of frustrating um and then my other part about hinge that i don't like is that it has the option there there are four options for kids one is they have kids they want kids they don't want kids and then they're open to kids and that open to kids one drives me crazy because it is so hard to figure out what that means because it could mean anything (laughs) in my mind it could mean that they're open to if you already have kids or they're open to having the conversation about kids I just would like it to be a little more you know obvious because I'm one that wants kids yeah but hey maybe you leave that for date number two and it it opens it up to more interesting conversations with them you know I know date number one it's a little bit hard to start talking about that stuff but hey maybe date number two you really can then you know nail it down and clarify it so then hey you know I don't want to waste my time with this guy if he's just open to having the conversation but he doesn't really want to have children true that is definitely true and i super frustrating i know it's like something that i can ask later but i i I just like i think it takes the pressure off when you know like for sure like what it is that they're looking for because then that doesn't have to be a conversation right in the beginning you know if it already says that on their profile then you already know that that is an align that's an alignment with what you want so right that's my true but also this was one of my things also keep in mind that sometimes people change their mind (laughs) you've been dating them because I when I was I want to say in my 30s I had been dating somebody for a while and he said yes I want to have children but that later changed to, I really don't want to have children. So it can I go it, either but way. I, I can't so I feel have like somebody to change it. their mind. <laughs> I, I'm too yeah. old to have somebody but change I just, their mind. <laughs> no, I totally get it. That's why I feel like keep those online, go, get those conversations ongoing, even some, after somebody said, yes, I want to do it, just so they know, hey, this is really a non-negotiable for me. That's just my, some feedback to share just with you, with everyone, because I found that in the past when I dated that people would change their mind about things because maybe we hadn't talked about it in a month or two months. And then I, you bring it back up and then ooh, red flag, red flag. So definitely keep that out there always. You, uh, it's definitely not something that I would 
stop talking about that's for sure especially because it's so important to me so that does make sense Lori I did hear that there are a lot of daters out there that are much more willing to have deep meaningful conversations than in their past and there's a lot of new set of expectations when looking for a partner online due to COVID you know Mm -hmm. And the next two things I like about COVID dating is sex and money are out. So, hey, 34% of singles, American singles, used to engage in sex before the first date. Can you believe that? Back in the day, 34%. So it takes the pressure of sex off the table right away. Wow. And then who pays at the end of the night? Yeah. I mean, yeah, those are definitely two big ones for me because I do not like the pressure of either of those um, so it's definitely great I do feel that I hope it continues honestly I hope that we can like move on and like I hope that we can start having like FaceTime dates before we go on real dates and things like that now because I think it definitely may will we'll take the pressure off and it's a good way to screen somebody without wasting your time or money or whatever yeah. and it's I, I remember I used to be so like oh the guy wants to talk on the phone before our date like <laughs> I was like so against that but now I can see how it would be such a benefit so and that just comes from, I think, like being a, a part of this like generation that is full of texting and everything. Like who wants to really talk on the phone? But yeah, no, I, I really think it's giving everyone more time to talk. And the good thing is we're all kind of working from home for not essential. So we have more time to really focus in and listen to what other people are telling us, right? And it's showing, like the apps are showing, dating, online dating, using dating apps is up 82% due to COVID right now. Wow. So, yeah. And, you know, everyone has a platform, which I think is also helping. Hinge rolled out their date from home. And, you know, they partnered with Jipolte. Um, and Uber Eats. So if you want to order your date and dinner, there's like new ways to really explore, um, you know, getting to know someone uh, virtually, which I think is cool. And then you also have um, POF who has uh, endless, you know, users to live stream with potential matches if they agree. They're launched live. And then I know Bumble's offering um, video as well now yeah I do see that in the apps like it will be like connect like it, it says a statistic actually on hinge I think it says like a most this many people would prefer to do a video chat before whatever and it will give you the option to do it although I don't think I would want somebody just calling me randomly from the app like all of a sudden because that's what I feel like you can do I feel like you can like click on it and then it will like automatically video call that person so I I definitely would still like it scheduled because I mean because we're all working from home right now I'm sitting in my bathrobe with no makeup on so right. you know I did, I still don't like the unexpected calls or FaceTime but 
right. I scheduled one, I'd be totally fine with. No, so. I think it's cool. Have you tried? Have you tried any of um, the apps yet for video d dating? Uh, no, I mean I understand why the apps have them because um, that eliminates you from giving out your phone number to somebody, mm -hmm. but. It seems like I've only connected with really one person. I mean, I'm connected with other people, but one person has only really taken the initiative to move it along. And right. that's something that I struggle with that I we can talk about another time. But um, that person went from, he asked me if I wanted to do a video chat or something first. And I said, I said, that's what I would prefer first. And we exchanged phone numbers, so we both had the iPhone, so we FaceTimed. So, I mean, I have not used the in-video app yet, but I can see why you would want to use it um, mm -hmm. instead of giving out your phone number. But I honestly have never had an issue with somebody. I mean, because you can block people's phone numbers and things like that, so I don't really mind giving it out if they ask for that so yeah cool so I you know you mentioned it before um you know people have different expectations now when it comes to COVID dating and you know I was just kind of looking to see you know what has come out of COVID dating and I found 11 new dating terms that everybody is using or talking about yes I can't um, wait to hear these I just, you know, I'm looking forward to getting your opinion just because, you know, I know you're out there and you, you talk to a lot of people and you, you read and you see a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is called apocalypsing, treating every relationship like it's your last and getting super serious with someone you just started dating. They say one and third of singles know someone who has been doing this. Uh, I have no one, I have nothing to contribute on that. <laughs> that has not happened to me. But <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, because you're automatically forced to decide whether that person is in your bubble or not, you know, especially like after you get to a certain point in the dating part, you have to make this decision. Am I okay with the person being around me? Um, because are they being safe and things like that? So it's like, it does force you to kind right. of like, move a little bit faster in that aspect. That's, that's a very good point. Um, the next one is masquerading on that note, and that's fronting that you care about COVID-19 safety precaution for optics to impress, or to impress a match. But it turns out one in five are masquerading in front of potential dates. Yes. So, I've seen just going so back many to the masks, safety thing. So many mask pictures are on there. I don't understand. Like, you don't need to post it on your profile, especially as your first picture. Don't post mm -hmm. it as your first picture with a mask on your face. Thank you. Agreed. <laughs> Very weird. Um, the next one I love because it's Fauciing or, you know, after Dr. F himself, and that's declining to date someone because you don't feel like they're taking COVID-19 seriously enough. So a quarter of people know someone who has declined to date because they felt someone wasn't taking COVID-19 seriously. Um, I definitely have felt this. So as I mentioned, one guy 
and I did I go on dates, I guess you could say. And what ended up happening, we had three virtual dates. And then I had said, you know, I would be, obviously the next thing would be an an in-person date, which he came up with a really good idea. We went Frisbee golf because I didn't want to go inside anywhere. Um, But he, I knew, had been seeing a bunch of people without masks. And Mm. I knew that eventually there was going to come a time, like, already before the first in-person date I was like stressing out about like this decision of like seeing somebody and inviting somebody into your safe space that you've created from this past year Mm -hmm. and I'm in the position where the vaccine is so close it's like I have gone 10 months without COVID and I don't want a decision I mean it's like you have to balance that decision like taking that risk yeah And eventually, like, um, unfortunately, things didn't end up progressing after that last in-person date. But like, there was still, there's always going to be decisions on the on the way on. But I honestly feel like this, I'll be honest, I feel like he thought that I was taking it too seriously. And that's why he didn't like me. I mean, not one, not why he didn't like me, but one of the contributing factors, I think he thought that I was taking it too seriously. So it was not serious enough for him. Right. Whereas I I was, I I totally, I mean, it could be a negative, but it also like, it is something you have to think about in these times. Is this person worth letting into my bubble, into my life? Um, And how can I do it safely? Absolutely. No, I agree. I definitely think if you decide to meet in person, you definitely have to establish like kind of a contract or a mutual, you know, boundary list beforehand because, you know, there's nothing worse than feeling unsafe or thinking someone's intentionally or whatnot crossing that boundary. Even though I feel like that he was, um, felt like I was too serious, he was very respectful of what I wanted so um you know he found an outside date he texted me before and asked me if we were going to hug or not hug with mask or no mask like type of thing so we did set that up but I just feel like um you know there was just things that I just feel like you know he has been going out to like bars and sitting inside and things like that. And that's stuff that I hadn't been doing. So I feel like that probably played a part of into, I mean, it was not the only reason, but I think it definitely played a part of what he felt about me or things like that. Right. Right. That's just my my feeling. I don't know for sure, but that's just my feeling. So on to the next, okay. onward and upward. <laughs> Zoom landering was another one. This is when a Zoom date spends the entire time checking themselves out in the camera instead of looking at the person they're on a date with. One in third young adults who are dating have been Zoom landered. Have you, did you ever catch that happening on your, on your video no. chats? I mean, I don't really... <laughs> like no, it's already like I don't even know where to look half the time when I'm on a Zoom meeting. So I don't think I'd hold that against them. 
unless they were like seriously checking themselves out and then like you could seriously yeah. tell that they were checking themselves out but otherwise than that I don't really know where to look half the time <laughs> <laughs> same over the zoom yeah um the next one is folkloring being so focused on fairy tale romance that expectations don't match reality is that one in five only? people are admitting is yeah that during- only a COVID thing I th- feel like that could be an anytime thing I feel like it could be too, but I guess it's becoming more so now because I guess people are becoming so obsessed about it that they're not thinking, hey, but yeah, they say it's a bit fork boring. The next one is interesting because I see this a lot, especially with people I know who broke up, um, I want to say during COVID, sanitizing. The act of wiping your social media of all photograph all photos any kind of evidence of past relationships more than one third of singles have been doing that and who would blame them i mean you really don't want i guess your ex all over your social media after you've I mean, decided to call it quits yeah again i feel like that's something that probably is not just a covid thing but yeah it's definitely I guess it's smart become more do, i guess yeah, more predominant now, I guess. Um, Waldoing is another one. When someone only posts group photos on their dating profile, making it hard to de- determine who they are and what they look like. And I, it's really more likely to be experienced um, by women than men. You know, men yeah. do this more to women. Yes, so. I I would say that most men now have at least one picture of themselves, but it's really hard when your first picture is the one that people have to decide which person you are. So, and it, and it, and it often is with somebody that is as attractive or more attractive than you. And then they think that's the person. So I mean, I don't know. I, it definitely is seen more in male profiles. Because they often don't yeah, have a, a lot of pictures. I think we mentioned that before. But I see a lot of, you know, groomsmen photos or bar photos, sports photos where they're out at a sporting event. Again, they don't really take a lot of pictures of themselves. Yeah, no, agreed. Stop Which I want to say guys. something. As I was editing the last podcast, I I didn't catch this while we were on it, but you said that we should not have anyone else or anything else in our picture, including dogs. And I'm sorry, I have yes. put my dog in my photo because <laughs> I just can't not. Well, first of all, I don't really have a lot of updated photos without her. So, But uh, anyway, I noticed that as I was editing it and I was like, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah while we were talking but yeah I'm no sorry. she's no, in one I, of them I really think yeah make the focus on you but hey I understand I have two fur babies so I, I totally get it it's hard not to have like pictures without them sometimes well there's a lot of guys <laughs> that only have like that have a picture of just their dog on there at least my pictures are of me and my dog there you go there you go yeah guys no pictures of just your dogs please please <laughs> <laughs> stock 
blocking was another term. Making your social media accounts private so prospective dates can't creep on you. One in five singles know someone who has experienced stock blocking and nearly a quarter have stock blocked. So they're saying this is a bad thing probably, right? I mean, I personally feel like eh, it could be, it could go either way. Like if you've been on one date with somebody, I kind of am a little interested in your social media though. Right? Right. Let's be honest. (laughs) No. Just to make sure you're normal. Definitely. I think like, I think that for myself, I have two public profiles. My Facebook profile isn't public, but I also, because I often post pictures of my family or locations or things and stuff on there, I don't really let anybody see my Facebook profile as far as when I'm dating um, until we reach a certain point. But my Instagram, since it's, I think it's easier to have it public because then like, you don't have to worry about like kicking them off once you're done. <laughs> like if they, you know, go ahead, yeah. creep on my creep on my profiles. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing to hide. I exactly. Don't. Exactly. Um, the next one is funny. It's called Bradying, and it's after um, the football quarterback. Um, and it's basically ending a long-term relationship despite friends and family thinking you're making a mistake. And it kind of goes back to his history where he was dating Bridget Monahan, the actress, and it ended and she became pregnant and then he got with Giselle. I thought that was an interesting one. But again, I don't really think this is just even a COVID situation, but right. supposedly it's become one of the top terminologies. Very interesting. Um, and then the last, right, the last one was hey and pray, which is indiscriminately spamming every match with the basic hey there, hey you, hey, hi, and praying that someone's going to respond and be interested. Yeah. Two thirds of women see this happening to them from men. <laughs> well, I, I, would, I see that happening more. I, I saw that happening more on Tinder and like the free like plenty of fish and like sometimes match and stuff um I don't see it as much bumble I won't see it at all because it's based on the woman responding and um hinge I guess it's like a like and pray but none of them say hey (laughs) you can't even get them to say a word it's all just a like like your picture then it's like what do I say to that thank you like I don't know that's what I yeah hey I would say I would say thank you. And can you read their profile after that? You can read it always on Hinge. Okay. I would, yeah. I would shoot them back with a question about their profile. Hey. So they liked it. They would obviously want to hear something from you. True. You know, it's, all- it's, it's, it's frustrating, though. You want somebody who's going to put the effort in. I get it. Yeah. And I think that is like a huge thing of the COVID dating right now. Like I've connected with a lot of people, like as far as starting conversations and things, but it's like nobody has taken it the next step. And I am not opposed to me taking the next step, but at some point, like, I don't want to be the one doing all the work, you know, and that's just frustrating to me. Yeah, You know, I like it to be a balance or I like it to be 
something that I don't always have to worry about and I shouldn't always be the one that has to like take it to the next level and it's almost like well they must not even be that interested in me if they're not trying to take it on so I just don't at this point I just don't even care like I'm not even worried about it if they're like there's been nobody that's really interesting that I like would want to take to the next like situation but like at this but if they don't like I'm just at the point of like well then that's just another loss or something okay it's just hard yeah and I, I think mean that I, I can see it being that, frustrating and that's part of the being positive like and how to keep it positive because it's it can be really hard if you don't see anything coming from it but I think like one of the things since I put a boundary there and I only look at it for a certain amount of time in a certain part of the day every day, then it has made it definitely easier. Good. You know, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's like, are they not responding or initiating because of COVID or are they just like lame? (laughs) That's what I, that's what I question. Right. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can say is I would just encourage you, everyone, I would, if you find someone who has a great profile and you are really interested and you think, Hey, this person could potentially be a good match for you. Definitely encourage you to go the extra mile, send a message. And then if they respond back with a message say, Hey, do you want to meet up for like a happy hour on Friday Mm -hmm. and just have a video chat? Because I feel like as soon as you get offline, that's going to be a good indication of, Hey, you know, I find this person even more interesting, more attractive, or I don't. And like, I don't right. want to waste my time. Just, you know, help you right. kind of weed out a little bit faster and not think about it as much and just kind of have fun with it in a sense yeah. that, hey, it's just somebody new you get to meet. And, you know, I also feel like it doesn't waste any more of your thoughts. So then you can like keep easily scrolling to go on to the next. Yeah. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think, because I remember hating when somebody would just like your picture and not say anything. It's so lazy. Right. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. I do some likes because it's hard. I, I really, I feel like people put more effort into their Bumble profiles or men put more effort into their Bumble profiles than Hinge. Okay. Hinge is kind of like a Facebook, I guess. Like that's the way I would describe it because you can look at their their profile and you have to scroll up and then there's like hearts that you can like to like things. But it but you can also send a comment with it. And that I think that's another thing that I don't like about Hinge is that there's one part of the profile where instead of scrolling up and down, you have to scroll um r- left or right to left. And it's like the most important things. It's like the, um, where they live, like whether they want kids, whether they drink, whether they smoke, whether they, whatever. And you have to scroll, like everything else is up and down, but then you have to scroll um, right or left to right to see that information. And I'm just like, why can't we just have it all where I don't have to move the screen at yeah, all? Yeah, one page. What's going on. Yeah. So especially That's the frustrating. most important things to me at least yeah so yeah that makes a lot of sense hey hinge if you're listening <laughs> right make it a one pager 
maybe they had to make it like that to be different than Bumble. I don't know. Like maybe. maybe there was some kind of like what are those things called? Patents or something that Bumble had that that hinge doesn't have. I don't know. I mean, it's just I think there can be a lot of things that are frustrating about um dating profile dating on things because it can sometimes get to be like you're constantly being rejected you know because it can Mm -hmm. feel like that after so much and I think that it's hard sometimes it can be it can be hard yeah no I agree you know I think now is the time if you can to kind of get a little bit more creative too besides just focusing on you know the COVID you know that dating apps during COVID also like connect with your friends I feel like too you know definitely I feel like staying close with friends and family helps create a support system to keep you going but also use your network I feel like right I would one of the things I always did when I dated and I mean I wasn't desperate but I would always put it out there hey I'm really looking to meet somebody at this point in my life do you have anybody in your circle that you think would be a good match for me And I think if you're doing like a happy hour with friends, this is a perfect opportunity to be like, hey, invite somebody to the happy hour, somebody new and interesting, right? So I, because I feel like at the end of the day, they have such a vested interest in you and why not? And everybody knows somebody or knows somebody through somebody else, you know, switch it up a little bit. It's just an idea. Um, I think that could work, especially, you know, here in Columbus. Yeah, based. that is true. And I think that's one reason why I'm like, I'm on the apps and I'm actively doing it every day, but I'm not as worried, I think, about the relationships progressing at the moment because I'm so close to getting that vaccine. Because I do feel like if this date that was the, you know, the first in-person date that we had that was outside you know, I, I would have had a decision to make after that. Like we were like, what would be the next date? And at some point it's going to be, they're either going to, like, I know for myself, if it was the guy that was a little bit more like hesitant and I really liked him, I would be patient and I would, you know, go through with, uh, you know, as many, I would be as patient as possible, but there's at some point where it's like, you have to kiss him or you have to, start initiating something and then like I said at that point it's that decision of who am I letting into my life especially after being this careful this whole time so it's definitely like the the pressure for that is so much more I think like I mean before you could just kiss anybody on the first date if you wanted to like but now it's like you kind of have to weigh your pros and cons and decide if that's okay or what you know is so while I'm on the apps at the moment um not really like in essentially a rush and for those of you that are listening to this we are recording on January 17th and as of February 1st K through 12 teachers in our state get to get the vac start getting the vaccine so that's how close I am to hopefully getting my first round and second round and so again it's like not like I'm waiting months and months but it's literally only a couple of weeks where or probably by March 
And I definitely plan, like, once I get the vaccine to be a little bit more relaxed about it. I know that you cannot be 100% relaxed, but, you know, um, dating and having a family is so important to me right now. If with that little bit of protection, I do feel like put myself out there a little bit more. So that's where I'm at as far as COVID dating. Well, it sounds good. It sounds like, know. you know what, you, you, it's all so awesome. You're getting the vaccine. So I think yes. that's going to help a lot. And those of you who also are going to be able to get it, it will definitely, I think, calm some of the nerves um, and help you kind of move forward. If you have them, because let's be honest, there's a lot of people out there that none of this, this that have probably been yeah. dating this whole time without being careful in their own mind. Everybody has their own level of safety at this point yep so no it's true if you're somebody like me that has been able to avoid it this entire time and has been pretty cautious but still has had some fun then you know it's kind of just like hard which that which I forgot to tell you I started watching that Instagram story not another story um on Instagram and she is the cutest. She has been documenting her dating and working during a pandemic. And she, I just want everything for her and to be successful. And I love hearing her stories. I love her. I think she's so courageous to get out there and just share her dating experiences during this time. And she's, you know, very open and just real and, you know, love to have her on as a guest just to show, Hey, she's so positive too about it. Like even when people cancel on her or, or, you know, do last minute things that are not the best. She always has like a good spin. I feel like she does. Yeah. She's definitely, definitely, you know, for sure. uh, One other thing before we uh, wrap this up is that how many people I I mean, we kind of touched on this because I said that Hinge has a limit daily, but let's say that Bumble is one of the ones that I'm using. How many people should I connect with or swipe? How much time should I spend swiping every day? Or or like, what is the limit there? What do you suggest as being the limit? I think just to like prevent the burnout for each, I think be on two websites max. Don't do any more than two because you want to be able to focus. And then I would say, try to find five people of interest. The five that you swipe right on. So I would swipe until you at least kind of find, try to, and then I would definitely, in order to stand out, to make yourself seem, you know, you know, just because I feel like there's so many people who just like things, try to comment if you can. I think it, you know, it definitely helps your chances of standing out there because you took the time and they're going to be like, oh, wow, that was really, that was cool that they commented. It was really cool they asked me that. So, yeah, yeah, I would say five, try to five five people of interest. That way it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on this for two hours a night and I'm tired and I've been working all day. I've been on Zoom calls. This is the last thing I want to do. Well, I actually do it during my lunch break. And then it kind of moves the needle, I feel like. True. I actually, I I do it during my lunch break. And then I also like maybe will open it up like while I'm watching TV once just to see people's responses or communication so that they don't think that I'm like ignoring their communication because that's the that's the only thing about having communication on the app solely on the app is that 
I don't, I choose not to get notifications from those apps because I honestly choose not to get notifications from many apps because I just don't want my phone blowing up. And I think that can add a layer of stress stress as well. So in order to see if people have responded, I actually have to log in and look at it. So I, if I get busy or something, I tend, I don't want them to think that I'm ignoring them either. So that's kind of like a balance that I've had to figure out too, but it's like also good, I think, to have boundaries and to, for them to not expect that you're going to respond all the time. Because I've had guys that like get mad if I don't respond, like within, I mean, I don't know, like in within 24 hours, they might've sent me like five messages in a row on the app. And I'm like, dude, we just connected. Like, why are you messaging me so much? Like, can you just be patient type thing? Like, <laughs> so another reason yeah, why I choose I also not don't to like get that. Sounds a little controlling. Right, exactly. So I'm never really that no, upset I think, that they I, do that. Yeah, I think that that's a really good tip, a really good pointer. I like the way you're doing that because, I mean, right now too, Zooming for work and having so many... I don't know. I feel like I have endless projects these days. It's like, you you know, you need to keep your attention. Or constantly on technology too, for work. Your work. So So you can't. I think that's a good pointer. Yeah. You definitely have to, you have to set your boundaries on what you like. So, well, Lori, going forward, what kind of, how can we keep, what tips do you have for like staying positive during this COVID time and like try not giving up and really, you know, making sure that we're uh, being successful, setting ourselves up for success? I think, you know what, this is a good time in a sense that, you know, you have time to refocus on you and what makes you happy. So don't forget those things that you do in your daily life that make you happy. You know, definitely, you know, make your, your to-do list of things that you enjoy still um, you know, maybe you want to make over your social media account. Um, I personally, I love to work out. I work, try to work out at least four times a week because it just makes me feel good and, you know, helps me with my positive thoughts and energy. So, you know, keeping a routine like workouts, um, you know, maybe cooking. I know, you know, we're in the new year. I mean, I'm doing a dry January just because I know I need to just switch up my me diet too. and me just... Too really feel, feel good again, because, you know, we were in such a slump, I feel like last year and, you know, kind of ran into the holidays. Exactly. I feel like things like that, they, the little things like that, I feel like make huge differences in how you feel. Right. Um, I definitely agree. You know, reevaluating how you were spending your time before, you know, things that, you know, tossing out the things you were maybe spending a lot of time on previously that weren't making you, they weren't, you know, moving the needle or making you happy for, you know, your goal of really wanting to meet someone and have kids. Um, Cause there's a lot of distractions, let's be honest, previous to COVID that were probably happening in all of our lives and we're, oh, they're weighing yeah. us down. So, yeah, you know, kind of nice to editing, you know, and going, I, I agree. Um, another thing I like to do is I look, I love vision boards. That's another thing. And maybe like taking this time and really creating like your vision board, like your own fairy tale, because I feel like vis- visualization is a really powerful tool when it comes to, you know, 
creating, you know, things in your mind that turn into a reality sometimes. Well, funny you say that. I'm actually going to probably do my vision board this week. I just brought a bunch of magazines from the the school library because they've been delivered to the school and they're not being used. And then I, I've got my, my uh, poster board on my grocery order this afternoon. So maybe tomorrow we'll see. I love it. I love it. Well, and I have to work on mine too. Cause I, I do, I believe in, if you put things out there, I believe they come back to you. So just, you know, spending that time to think about, Hey, you know, where am I going? What do I really want? You know, and just, you know, trying to stay upbeat, you know, keep in touch with friends, keep in touch with family, you know, I think that yeah. we need that personal interaction still. You know, I know when I hear from a friend that I haven't talked to in a couple of weeks, it really makes me feel lighter. It's definitely nice to have those types of uh, situations um, and connections during this time. Yeah, no, for sure. And then also like another thing is, you know, maybe like going, like one thing I did over the holidays is I cleaned out my closet, you know, just kind of reevaluating like what I was using, what I wasn't using just to kind of clear up some space. So now's the time. I feel like this is such a, in a way it's, it's a hard time, but in a way it's also such a good time. Right. Because as soon as that herd immunity is hit, we're all going to be going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Back to, back to some social fun, hopefully. Right. Well, I mean, at this point, I just take some like nice weather days so I can sit on a patio somewhere. I think that's like really what I need. Yes. I mean, at least this week we had some sun. So that was a little bit better. But I mean, I definitely will always say this, that I notice after living in Florida for eight years, I definitely notice a difference what it is like to be able to wake up every day and see the sun definitely makes yeah. a difference in your whole mental outlook and I miss that have a good yes. week and just to end really quickly oh yes sorry to sorry. end really quickly on a to, to end really quickly here's a quick win for you um set up a zoom date right away to save some time if you see there is a connection with someone from an email just you know keep going try to stay positive absolutely oh. and that just reminds me if you don't have a vitamin d Get a vitamin D tablet. It does help during these cold, dark days. I feel like vitamin D does kind of cheer you up a little bit. I take my vitamin D too. So yes, I'm sure it does. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode. So we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Great. You're not to-do list and keep going. Happy dating. Happy dating.